This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the Oak Roads Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully. I'm joined by Ollie Kay. Today we're going to be speaking over the 1-0 defeat at Burnley. We're going to look ahead to a big, big fixture against Birmingham, a team that that typically like to get one one on us. It's been a while since we've beaten them, but we can remain hopeful under Rob Edwards, of course, also look at some of the fixtures that, that played out during the week that impacted the playoff race. Ollie, first of all, how are you getting on? Yeah, I'm doing well in a footballing sense. I'm positively infused by the by the performances uh, against Preston and Burnley. Sure, we, we didn't get the result against Burnley, but you know, I, I'm very proud of the team, the way we, we stood right on top of Burnley. I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about it a bit more, but in a footballing sense, I really feel like we're going to kick on now. So I'm very excited for the rest of the season. As we said, two points from our from nine available, looking at our last three games. But for for some reason, and it's probably because of the football we've played, we're quite optimistic about um, the rest of the season. Um, as we said, we had the draw with Coventry, the draw with Preston, and then the 1-0 defeat against Burnley, where we looked very, very good. I thought three uh, red cards as well in the last three games. It's becoming a little bit crazy how um, how many red cards and penalties we've been given away. But at the same time, we're still optimistic because that was a, it was a top, top performance against the Clarets. Elijah Adebayo should have scored. It was... Um, yeah, I think looking at Burnley media as well, I think they were all confused as to what how how the net didn't bulge because um yeah it looked a very very good opportunity. I think first of all, speaking about that game, it's just I know we lost and 
points at this time of season are massive and that they become increasingly important. But performances like that just go to show that we are where we are. We are competing at the top end of the division for a reason. Yeah, and I do hope it's not just a flash in the pan performance. Um, I guess because we also did that same sort of performance against Preston, it shows it's not. We also played well against Coventry. Um, but yeah, it at the end of the day, it is about points on the board, balls in the net. And we, we discussed it on the put it in the mixer pod for Burge. Um, Adebayo knows he's got to put that chance away. Sure, it might have been a different game, but you, you, we've all seen Burnley this season. We know they don't give up, and they just keep going forward. Like if you watch the the Burnley Watford game when they conceded an early goal through an error, the the remaining the the rest of the game was just waves and waves of Burnley attacks, and they they just kept going into the ninety sixth minute. So even if uh, Elijah had put that chance away it's not necessarily guaranteeing a win for us. It, it, it could have gone a completely different way. Uh, they could have equalised. They could have got two. Um, you never know. But from from the last, well, as you say, we're getting sick of penalties now. Back-to-back-to-back um, like back back penalties. But on the bright side, we haven't conceded a goal from open play since uh, our capitulation against West Brom. So it is all looking really good right now. And we are set up very nicely for the remainder of the season. I think it's getting to the point where us at Oak Road Hatter should start putting out polls of when we're going to get our red card and when we're going to concede our penalty of that particular game because it's becoming coming every week now. It's crazy. But um, at the same time, um, I think looking looking at... The, the penalties, I don't think we'll have too many complaints about um, the ones that have been given. Same time, no real sort of stupid errors. I think looking at the one on Saturday, Osho sort of turning his body and his his arms outstretched. I think, yeah, I th- it's definitely a penalty, but I don't attach too much blame to, to Osho for that. I don't think it was a glaring mistake or anything like that. Looking as well at the game, we, we've spoken all season about Oh, no, sorry, all season. I'm talking. I'm talking rubbish. There, we've spoken recently about Jordan Clark and Pelly about the way um, they're giving us a different kind of dimension to play. We, we've under Nathan Jones, we became very, very much direct. But under Rob Edwards, Jordan Clark and Pelly Ruddock and Panzu have been brilliant, uh, allowing us to play through the thirds. Clark has reached you know heights that we've been comparing him to, probably labeling him as the best sort of ball-playing midfielder in the division. And I think that's absolutely fair enough after recent displays. Pelly Ruddock as well has been absolutely fantastic. Man of the match, I think, on, on Saturday. Um, but it just shows that we've got we've got different ways of playing. And um, we've seen the comment from Paul Ince. I know you spoke about it the other day, Ollie, um, that basically suggesting Luton don't play any football um, well, yeah, I think you watch our game against Burnley, you, you see exactly what we're about now under Rob Edwards. Uh, I think Ince hasn't seen Luton play under Rob Edwards. I think that's all that comment really suggested. Yeah, it, it reeks of sour grapes, really. 
But I, I guess when you've got Andy, Andy Carroll in your team, yeah, you don't need to play football. You just need people that can cross the ball because he's just a big head on a stick, really. He's, he's sort of like a Peter Crouch, but a bit more bit more filled out and with longer hair. Um, we, we talked about it at length in the Put It In The Mixer pod. Um, and, and one thing that Burge said, since, um, since Rob Edwards has come in, he hasn't had to trawl through hours and hours of footage to find these intricate, beautiful bits of play that that we've been um, that that we've been putting together on the pitch. It happens so frequently. It happened against Burnley, and amazingly against Burnley, who like to dominate possession. We we kept them at um, I think fifty eight percent possession, which is crazy good seeing as they they normally average around 70 percent possession alongside swansea but there are more potent swansea so it's incredible how we we stepped up right to them and i think mr ince is going to get a real shock when um uh, they've played us at our place where when we go to the majeski he's gonna get a real shock um and i hope we, we save the the creme de la creme football for for, for when we go to Reading. Yeah, he certainly won't see that coming if he's expecting a direct approach. Um, we'll, we'll go on as well to, to Osho because I think he, again, we, we spoke there about the penalty incident, but up until then, I thought he had a, a fantastic game. I think there's been discussions on socials, there's been discussions in our group chat about Osho, but I, I thought he had a top, top game. Um, his, his ability to pick out passes and, and progress us up the play, be brave, but be productive in possession. I don't think we've got anybody quite like him, but at the same time, if sort of mistakes and, and the, these penalty um, giveaways continue, then you do sort of ask questions. What, what are your thoughts on Osho and, and sort of more recently, uh, what you've seen of him? Yeah, it's it's split. It split everyone uh, down the middle. I I'm firmly on the side of the fence where I think he's a quality player. If he made mistakes, uh, if he if he didn't make mistakes, he'd be in the Premiership, wouldn't he? Because he was highly thought of and regarded at Reading, and it just didn't work out for him. He couldn't break into the team. But we're we're reaping the rewards now of Reading uh, letting him go because contract issues or whatever was going on behind the scenes at Reading. He is. As you say, a great ball progressor. I see him slotting in on in that left centre back position. He's sort of like a more athletic Cal Naismith. Uh, he even likes those diagonal balls. He progresses the ball really nicely. Uh, he likes to drive with the ball as well, which is something we saw a lot from Cal Naismith, and something we didn't see from Dan Potts when he was playing in that left centre back position. Um, sure. The odd penalty, you know, he gave one at Cov. He, he had a handball at uh, against um, against Preston. But Tom Lockyer is a super experienced player, and he gave away a handball at um, he gave he, he gave a handball at uh, Preston. Was it? Yeah. Uh, to uh, so many penalties right now, they're all just congealing <laughs> into one big mess. It's impossible to to even tell them apart now. Um, and and Tom Locke here with all his experience then went and and got right up in the referee's face and got himself sent off for, for 
two separate bookings within a minute of each other. So even the most, my point is, even the most experienced of players will make errors, whether it's uh, in play or out of play. doesn't matter whether you're Osho or Lock here. Sometimes, you know, your arm's just in the way and, and that happens. But I'm sure like these little ball to hand situations, they, they must happen so frequently during games and, and they don't get called. Um, there, there's no consistency um, amongst referees these days. Like, come on, look, think back to that McFadden one when Coventry came to the came to the Kenny. It was a great save. Got down, got two hands on the ball. Fantastic. It was a very good save, but I think I I think looking at social media, there was there was a Coventry fan that then put something else up after that, and and it sort of equaled out. So um, yeah, I won't I won't talk too much into that one because I'll get myself in trouble. But yeah, it's. I think I can agree with that sort of consistency factor of of referees in the EFL. It's, it's, I wouldn't want to be a ref. I think that's the first thing to say. But yeah, it, it does seem um, decisions and outrage are happening week in, week out, um, especially in the championship. But that's probably because on, on Twitter, on social media, that's what we're exposed to. But Well, I, I, I don't think that we should be abusing referees. The problem lies with the PGMOL and the EFL for not giving referees the support. I wrote an article about it the other day uh, that you can find on oakroadhatter.com that, that says the Premier League, like the top of the tree, they're, they're, they're playing in 2023. The refs have real-time replays. They have uh, someone off-site reviewing all the decisions. Whereas further down the EFL and non-Premier League teams, we're playing in 1891. Because that, that's when linesmen were introduced. That there's been there's been no progression in match officiation in over a century. It, it's embarrassing, and the referees, seeing as there is a live stream of the game, to give give a tablet to the fourth official. Let him watch what's going on. Let him review a replay, and maybe we will get some better decisions and more consistency from the from the match officials. But there's no need to abuse match officials. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, definitely. And going on, we, we spoke about Lockyer there, but and, and the fact he's got another red card, it does seem it's it, this sort of issue of the, the central defenders and, and not having the same three play week in, week out is something that we've spoken about constantly this season but it did seem 
it did seem up until you know around the 75th minute mark Reese Burke Tom Lockyer Gabe Osho as a free performed really really well and it started to make you think wow if we can keep these three together for the next few games this would be unbelievable and then the red card happened obviously and it, it changed things but we've spoken a lot about filling this left-sided centre-back role I think you know Osho did a very very good job and I like those three I like those three together and uh, mm-hmm. you know we've got Bradley to welcome back whenever that will be Potts was available wasn't he he was on the bench um Amari Bell who's stepped into that left-sided centre-back role and, and done a really really good job so we do have options there it's again looking at the right wing back situation drama um coming off very early is a little bit disappointing but listening to, to Edwards post-match it doesn't seem to be anything that's going to keep him out for too long um, and then you know Alfie Dowerty has also had his injury concerns this season so I think this central defensive issue has been sort of worsened by the fact that we've had wing-back injury concerns as well it's not solely the, the central defensive issue it's the whole defence really that we've been dealt setback after setback yeah, it, it certainly hasn't helped. And, um, you know, all the talk about uh, from the boardroom and from Rob Edwards that we recovered, we have enough people in, in, the, in the building. But it is a case of whack-a-mole. It's like, oh, Tony Drama's gone down. Oh, let's let's switch over Alfie Doughty to there. Oh, Alfie Doughty's now gone. Oh, we'll just move out uh, Amari Bell up to left wing back. Oh, but now we've got no left wing back, uh, left centre back. Let's put Gabe Osho there. Oh, well, Tom Lockyer is now suspended for a game. Who are we going to put in there? Oh, well, I guess we can flip Gabe Osho into the middle and then put Dan Potts on the left. Oh, but what if Dan Dan Potts has had a lot of injuries this season? And the last image I saw of him was him with a a full leg brace. So Lord knows how he was on the bench last match, uh, how he's available. It looked like a post-operative knee brace. Um, yeah, it, it really is concerning. And, you know, it's sort of symmetrical with how we were at the end of last year where we had no we had no rotation options and no depth up top. So when we got to the playoffs, we were playing Danny Hilton and Cameron Jerome up there. Whereas if we were to make it to the playoffs this season, hopefully our defenders don't keep dropping like flies or getting suspended because then you know, we, we will be really weakened at that point. And you want your best team possible available to play in the playoffs. So, yeah, it it is it's slightly concerning. But fortunately, with Tom Lockyer's suspension, it's only one game, two, two, two solo bookings that add up to a red. So I hope it was worth it for Tom. I, I don't know how you feel about the, the crowd cheering him off. Maybe it was about his his performance because he did make one fantastic block in that game that we actually put in the group chat. Oh, we're, we're chatting about that. It was, uh, and Burge said it was as good as a goal, which I agree because his starting position, he was flat out on the, on the penalty spot and then he recovered and managed to block that shot from, I think, Vettinio. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, I think applauding him I'm not too sure what I would have done if I was down there but Lockyer has been fantastic he's been a source of consistency he's, his performance levels have, have hit heights that most Luton fans probably didn't expect they could hit 
Um, he has been fantastic, you know, in line for player of the season, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was a moment, say two moments of madness. Um, yeah, it's a difficult situation to to really weigh up. But yeah, there's no denying he's been been absolutely fantastic this season. Going on to some of the championship results from during the week and, and sort of what that means. Um, championship table as it as it stands, it makes for interesting reading as it does after every fixture. Um, you know, the top three seemingly um, speaks for itself, really. Burnley are, are going to win the league. I don't think there's any questions about that. Questions around Middlesbrough and, and Sheffield United, if they can catch them. And then it does seem that there'll be three playoff positions to play for. Blackburn currently fourth with 52 from 33. Millwall on 50 from 32. Um, and that's the same as us. We're 50 from 32. Same goal difference as Millwall as well. And then Watford are just outside the playoffs as we speak. Um, by goal difference, actually, we, we're three goals superior to them. And then Sunderland, Norwich are both on 49. And then West Brom, you you can't rule West Brom out after what we after what we saw at Kenilworth Road a few weeks ago. Very, very strong side and, and Coventry as well, still hanging about there. It's still very, very competitive and and you know, impossible to predict how the rest of the season will play out. Blackburn for me, it, it I'm so confused how they're still up there. It's I just don't, I really don't get it. The, the amount of losses they've had this season, a poor January that, that led to, you know, as I won't say anything unsettling, but I think it was there were conversations to be had between between John Thomason and the recruitment team and, and those of power. Um, yeah, real disappointing not to get two big deals over the line, but they're still, they're still fourth, winning 1-0 against Blackpool. We also had Millwall versus Burnley. Um, Millwall, it, it sounded similar in a way to to how we played against Burnley. They put up a real, real strong fight. Burnley had their difficulties, but I think looking at, at, at the game and looking at um, Burnley media, I think they did have some very good opportunities and they were a little bit better than they were against us. Um, Norwich continued to knock on the door as well, winning 3-1. I don't know if you've seen that. Nunes volley yet but goal of the season contender absolute stunner and the one for me that caught my eye was Rotherham who beat Sunderland um, Sunderland watched them on TV a few times and they've been they've been absolutely fantastic um, so to see them defeated was obviously good to see well um, what about you Ollie what what sort of stood out to you on on Tuesday Oh, the game of the round was most definitely Rotherham against Sunderland. Because that, if Sunderland have, had got a point from that game, that would have taken us out of the playoffs. And midweek games, where when Luton aren't playing, kind of scare me a little bit because it means everything that happens is out of your control. So you're sort of just at the will of, of every other club turning up or not turning up. Um, so they, they mostly went you know the way we would have expected blackburn have have sort of got that that monkey off their back of back to back to back draws um amazing they they managed to avoid drawing for like almost the entire season for like 28 games and then four draws in a row it's incredible i, I agree with you there i i don't know how they're still knocking around because 
they're I don't want to trigger any Blackburn fans that might be listening, but I just think they're bang average. Uh, Brereton Diaz has had one good season in his entire career, and that coincided with the confidence boost of being called up for Chile. It's amazing what their confidence can do. Um, he hasn't hit the heights of last season. Um, that might just be because Blackburn aren't as good. Uh, Dak has been good. Dak has been propping them up quite a bit. Uh, he's a player I like, um, which is funny because at the beginning of the season, uh, reports were saying he was sort of out of favour, uh, but he must have played his way back in after you know a couple of serious, very serious knee injuries. Um, the main take home from this is we're still above them lot down the road. So that that's a small win. But moving forward for, for the remainder of the season, because it is such a tight playoff race, and as you say, you can't discount West Brom, although West Brom just seems to have sort of fallen off the, the perch since uh, Corboran signed that new contract and was, you know, linked to... Um, linked to Leeds, um, sort of like, you know, how QPR fell off when Michael Beale started getting linked everywhere. Right now, we just got to keep getting more points than the teams below us, really. We got to beat what's put in front of us, try not to lose games, try and try and turn draws into wins. We got to keep climbing that table, putting as many points on the board as possible because, you know, the, the chasing pack is really really close to us now you know we're on the same Millwall, Luton and Watford all on 50 points and then you've got two teams behind us and 49 it's, it's tight it's tight right now it's very nervy yep control the controllables I think is the main message there ah uh, yes good control. old John still yeah still to present day his name gets brought up and yeah we'll look at yeah we'll, we'll look at Birmingham now we don't like going there or we don't like them coming to us. We we like to avoid them at any cost, but twice a year we have to play against them. Um, looking at things at the moment, and I know when we played Birmingham for me, absolutely nothing, but they've lost their last three um, in a bit of difficulty as well. Club potentially facing charges and other stuff to do with, with failed takeover and all that kind of shenanigans. Looking at the table, there's seven points above the, the relegation zone um, with, with uh, Huddersfield recently picking up a win. Card uh, Cardiff also picking up. I think Wigan are also doing a lot better since uh, Colo Torre's gone. There's a genuine possibility that I can get dragged into that relegation battle. Um, so... I'm expecting a tough game. I'm expecting Wigan. Uh, I'm expecting Birmingham. Sorry to make things very difficult for us. This sort of, I don't. I can't imagine them coming at us and, and playing. You know, an expansive brand of football that would suit the likes of Hannibal and and Bielik and and all those kind of players. But I think the overarching thing is now that that team will look at Luton and and think. You know, we need to try and take points any means possible and especially at this time of the season yeah uh what well, it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be a championship season if, if Burnley weren't at the uh you know propping up the relegation zone they, they always seem to be around there and I, I was surprised considering when they turned up at, at the Kenny um with, with their new manager I, I, 
what, what's their manager's name? I can't Eustace. quite remember. Eustace, John Eustace. Yeah. Um, highly thought of coach. He, he seemed to be getting a tune out of them for the first quarter of the season. They've sort of nosedive now. Um, and and with all the players that they, they brought in that you, you mentioned, uh, Hannibal, somehow they got Chong on a permanent. Um, I still, you know, Chong haunts my nightmares. Him single-handedly dismantling us last season, that 5-0. Um, I don't understand how they are where they are. Because they have Trusty, who's a very solid defender. They have um, Bielik, who's who's been good. I think he's out with an injury now. Um, Maxim Collin, Collin, Collin. I don't know if he's if he's French or if he's if, if he's from Brum. Um, Maxim Collin. Then uh, he, he's he's found some form again. Harley Dean's been decent. Like he's sort of been off the boil for a couple of seasons now. But he's he's stepping up this season. But lo and behold, they, they find themselves in 19th position. And they hold this hoodoo over us. So on paper, we should beat them. With, with all the stuff going on off the pitch, uh, the, the countless EFL um, uh, um, penalties that are, that are coming their way, that, that I think there are two and counting at the moment. Um, yeah, it... It never works out the way it should, but I want to feel positive about this game. I really do. Yeah, so when you when you take away the Birmingham hoodoo, the fact we're going to get a red card and the fact that we're going to give away a penalty, then yeah, <laughs> I might start feeling a little bit positive. But yeah, yeah little... think, looking <laughs> at Birmingham yeah. as they are, uh, yeah, I think there is reason to be confident. There's reason to be confident under... Well, with Luton under Rob Edwards now as well, I think um, you know he's taken us to a new level. I really do believe that. You know, it'll be a very good weekend to take all three points, considering a few of the games that are to to come: um, Coventry versus Sunderland, which again two teams that are vying for for the playoffs. Sheffield United versus Watford, another massive massive game, both for the automatic race and the playoff race. Um, and then West Brom, Middlesbrough as well. So um, some some really big games. And, you know, if Luton can take all three points, evidently there's going to be some of our competitors who will drop points. Uh, it could prove to, to be a good weekend. And another thing that gives me a little bit of confidence is the fact that Birmingham haven't beaten a team in the top nine this season in 12 attempts. So, yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be confident going into this one. Um, regardless, yeah, I think when once you disregard the fact that it is Birmingham and this this hoodoo, um, yeah, I think we can be relatively confident. And we've broken hoodoos this season. You think of QPR beating them home and away, and with our under 18s So uh, yeah, I think it's the the season of breaking hoodoos, and let's hope let's hope we break a playoff hoodoo as well, and the Premier League hoodoo. Yeah, there's there's a lot to break, a lot to break this year. I'll come to you now, Ollie, for a score prediction for Saturday's game. Oh, I just see the game being um, attack versus defense. They're going to be countering us whenever they can. We're going to have to break down a low block at times. I'm going for a one nil Luton. 
I'll take that. I will take that. I will also remain confident. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Luton victory and just hope that, yeah, we can we can go to St. Andrews and get three points. We've done it before. We've done it through pots, didn't we, during, was it the COVID mm-hmm. season? Yeah, and a Harry Cornick long throw. The only time it worked. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm going to be confident for this one. I've uh, got no reason not to be, apart from the fact it's Birmingham. So, yeah, that's the that's the predictions for this week. Well, thank you very much, Ollie, for joining today. And thank you, everybody else, for listening. If you don't follow our socials, we are at Twitter, at Oak Road Hatter. We are on Facebook as Oak Road Hatter, on Instagram as Oak Road Hatter Pod. And make sure to also check out our YouTube, which is, if you haven't guessed by now, Oak Road Hatter. Until next time, it is goodbye from us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.